Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast with Max Miller. Looking forward to talking up uh, Mad Max and seeing uh, what he's got going on for next year. Recap 2023 and more. Thank you to the folks at FXR Racing for making this show happen. Really great of them to do that. FXRRacing.com for more information. Pulpamex30 is the code to save with those guys. They got moto gear. They got snowmobile stuff. They have... Um, a full line of fishing wear. They got it all over there at fxrracing.com. Pulpamex30 is the code to save with them. Mike Brown, Phil Nicoletti. I mean, I got to go on and on with all their guys. Brock Tickle, you name it, those guys wear it. fxrracing.com. Uh, really good stuff, man. The last few years of FXR have been impressive. So thank you to the folks at FXR for coming on board this podcast and Race Tech as well. Racetech.com, Pulpamex23 is the code to save with those guys. And suspension work, moto work, they got it all. Tell them you listen to Pulp, they'll dial you in. They got service centers all across America. Their seminars are over, but if you want to get started in the industry, the Racetech suspension and engine seminars that are in the fall, as I said, you you missed it now, can help you out, man. So Racetech.com, it's uh, the gold valves way back in the 80s. Started doing gold valves, which are basically like a revalve in a box. And, uh, yeah, Racetech, man. Racetech.com. Vintage bikes, too. Got an old vintage bike. They got parts for it. They got parts for a lot of suspension stuff, too. So uh, thank you to those guys. And they have uh, full engine services in-house as well. All right. We'll tell you more about Firepower Max's Roost, Zools, Seat Concepts, and Namira later on in this show. But thanks to those guys for stepping up. And uh, for now, let's, uh, let's talk to Max Miller, shall we? Okay, everybody, now, as promised, on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast, a, uh, a gentleman on the phone who I got into the LCQ race last year, and I was happy to do it because he was out there every week grinding away. And, uh, yeah, we'll get into some 2024 news as well from the Pacific Northwest. It's Max Miller. What's up, Max? How are you, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Pacific Northwest, I don't know why I always thought you were like from Michigan or something. I have no idea why. But yeah, Pac Northwest guy. Yes, sir. Grew up racing Washougal with my buddies, Levi Kitchen, Austin Black, Carson Brown, all the guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of neat to see what Carson's doing these days. Red Bull's on board with him. I watched that Roxon video, uh, him and Roxon on the 80. That was great. Uh, I have a lot of time for Carson Brown. He's a cool, cool dude. Yeah, I also watched that video with him and Roxon. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, did you ever have you? Did you ever go ride like KX80s with him or anything on his tracks? No, so he's pretty far north from where I'm at. Okay, um, I grew up in Oregon, you near Eugene. Uh, so he's he's quite a bit farther north than I am. Okay. But uh, we saw each other at Washougal quite a bit. And yep, Panic Rev camps and <laughs> stuff like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, awesome to uh, to hear. So I'm get. I don't even know how old you are. How old are you? Twenty one. Okay, so even like um, RV and all that's like a long time ago for you, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. So RV was kind of he was kind of out of the Northwest when I was growing up. Yeah, um, I was just thinking of local guys that you watched or looked up to or whatever. But yeah, they were gone by then. Yeah, yeah. So actually, um, Justin Hill lives like forty five minutes south of my house. So when I was on like sixty fives and stuff, I'd go ride with him and Monty um, at their place. Okay where they do the big hill jam and all that yeah. so i grew up riding out there a bit and then uh before my first year of monster cup i did pretty much all my training with monty on their supercross track i heard monty's a a unique guy oh yeah he's a wild man he's so fun to be around <laughs> i uh i'd show up there like i'd skip a day of school or something and and show up to ride out at the track and he'd be building 
like BMX like quarter pipe ramps. <laughs> yeah, really, right? That's funny. Like straight up. Yeah. And then he built a pond one time and like built a massive ramp to jump into the pond. <laughs> <laughs> it was sick. Yeah, it sounds about right, right? Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Did, did you ever race uh, Mountain View? Yep, yep. I uh, I rode up there quite a bit. Yeah. I did a pretty cool video one time with motorsport.com and Brett Q there when okay. I was uh, just a little guy on 85s. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I, uh, I I lived up there for a while. I worked for a privateer back in the late 90s, and we went to Mountain View to, to practice a lot. It was a good track. It's a fun track to ride. Yeah. Um, hey, national number 87, uh, a little better than 604. Uh, what do you think of 87? Um, it's going to take some getting used to. I'm stoked, obviously, to, to earn a two-digit. Uh-huh. Um, a little bit upset it took me this long, but finally made it through a full season healthy, so that was a big accomplishment for myself. And, uh, yeah, I'm stoked to stoked to be representing something new. I, it's kind of a identity crisis, though, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, man, you 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 had a, a good year. Uh, you have probably more talent than number 87 would dictate. So you might get used to you might have to get used to changing numbers every year, Max. You know. Yeah, hopefully, I really step it up and uh, earn a career number one of these days. Uh, I was stoked that Levi got 47 because when we were kids, that's what he ran until he. Moved to 147, but mm-hmm. yeah, so when we we're on 50s and stuff, he was 47, so it's cool yeah. to see him get that, but I'd like to go fast enough to get like 64 or something like that. Okay. Is that where 604 came from, kind of? like uh, My birthday, yeah, oh, June okay. 4th, so. Got it. so 64 would work good. Yeah, for sure. Um, hey, a new team for you, new deal. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, yeah, actually, we're coming up on our photo shoot on Thursday, but... Um, Super excited to do it. I'm going to be with the Bar X Suzuki team. Uh, big, big change up for me. Like I said, it's almost an identity crisis because I'm changing my number, changing my whole image, really. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm super stoked for the opportunity. I've been riding Austrian bikes pretty much my whole life. Mm, okay. And uh, yeah. so that has been a big change. Riding the Suzuki has been, you know, obviously just a, a breath of fresh air, just something new, a little bit of change for me. And, uh, I'm actually stoked on the bike. Um, Twisted Development does the engines, mm-hmm. and the bike has an incredible amount of bottom end to it. And uh, the chassis actually handles super good. Um, it's very stable, and uh, the, it turns very well. So there's a few things that um, that I really like about the bike. Obviously, I don't have very many days on it so far, so uh, I'm still learning as I ride it. So mm-hmm. it's been be- you know getting better each day. But I'm I'm really excited for it. How did that come about? Who approached you, Myron Short, one of the owners there? Uh, how did that come together for you? Yeah, so I know Myron very well. Um, he runs Two X Promotions, so I did all their amateur stuff growing mm-hmm. up, and I'm friends with Derek Drake and then the whole Short family and everything. Uh, but I just called him, and uh, I kind of was hitting him on the phone quite a bit actually, um, and so I gave him a few few calls here and there and you know he didn't really seem like he was that into it at first and then uh he ended up coming out to the track with Derek at the dairy um and I was on my world supercross bike just Mm -hmm. doing some motos before flying to Abu Dhabi Mm -hmm. and I was absolutely sending it (laughs) I was going (laughs) so hard and uh and Jamie Ellis was also there yeah James Coy was it was his first day working with the bar x guys and so there was a few of the dudes there and I walked up, I talked to Myron a bit and then, uh, I talked to Jamie as well and, and they were like, dude, you're feeling spicy today, huh? <laughs> and you're I like, like, yeah, I need, a, I need, you're like, yeah, I need a damn ride, bro. 
<laughs> yeah, I was I was like, you know, I've been and I'd been riding the MD cut MDK bike pretty good. Uh mm-hmm. and so I'd I'd been feeling good anyway, but that was the first time we'd ridden that track and I was you know, I was sending it pretty hard. I had a long day of motos and uh so that opened his eyes a little bit. He thought I was riding better than he'd seen me ride in a in a long time, so he was kinda stoked on that and Jamie Ellis was stoked. They thought I, you know, kind of revived me a little bit, thought mm-hmm. I was I was going good. So that that helped me out quite a bit. Um actually made him recognize that I was doing something. And then, uh, after that, when I'd call him or he'd give me a call back, it was a little more legit. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So we, I, I talked to him quite a bit and when I was in Australia, I let him know, like if I could get a bike for when I got back on, you know, home turf, if mm-hmm. I could test one out and see how it went. And so, yeah, I tested it out, love the bike and, and here we are. Nice. Uh, good deal. Yeah. Did what, now the, the rides unlimited thing that you've been on the KTM team, I, I don't, think it's like um I, well now i'm gonna get everyone mad at me but it's not like a, a team like bar x i don't think there's salaries involved in that right it's it's a little bit of a you know a get you started team could you have gone back there was that an option for you or is this just a better deal or kind of what led you to to decide between the two so the the rides unlimited rocky mountain team um yeah that's that's a good description of it it's a it's an awesome team mm-hmm. um and it's getting bigger and better each year uh, but it, they're not quite to the point of having as many resources yeah. as the bar X team. Sure. And, um, we're kind of spaced out. Like I'm, I'm based out of California and, uh, most of the guys on the Rocky mountain team are in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like a little bit of that. And then, um, the, the bar X team has, uh, like in-house suspension, engine, things, things of that sort. Yep. So, um, and I think the main thing for me is I just kind of needed some change. Like, like I said, I've been on the, I've been on a KTM for as long as I can remember. Um, obviously the KTM is a great motorcycle, Yeah. but I think just for myself, I needed a, a breath of fresh air. I needed something different. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, it, there was opportunity for me to stay with the Rocky mountain guys and they put together a great program for me and I'm very grateful for the years I spent there. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think for me, I, uh, I haven't had the time testing as much. Um, so this is going to be a good opportunity for me to learn and, uh, you know, learn a little bit more about the different things you could do to a bike and, and, um, just give me more, more knowledge well around, sure. like all the way around the motorcycle. But, uh, yeah, so I'm actually going to, have to part ways with a bunch of sponsors I've been with for a long time, which is tough. Um, yeah, you can't wear seven. I guess you can't wear seven, I guess. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll lose seven, and I'm going to lose Bell Helmets, and uh, a big one for me because I've been with, well, obviously KTM, but mm-hmm. a big one for me um, is Factory Connection Suspension. Okay. Uh, they've been very loyal to me for many years and, and been a huge help to me, so that one's going to be tough for me to, to part ways with, but they're a great group of guys, mm-hmm. and... Uh, well, yeah, so th- there's a few things that'll be kind of tough, but uh, I will get to um, get back with Motorsport.com, my guys from the PNW. So that's yep. really exciting for me. Uh, yeah, so you know, right. it's exciting, it's new, but uh, there are some things I'm a little bit bummed about, like losing some loyal sponsors. Sure, yeah, but I think I mean, you know, it's a factory support team, BarX, and uh, I think all your guys would understand that. You know, they're, they're all probably happy for you. You know what I mean? And and, and like you said, you. Seem like a, a nice dude, so you know if something goes sideways or whatever, you go back with him, right? Um, everyone kind of gets it, I think. I would hope, anyways. Um, yeah, I know everybody's been pretty rad so far. And so, two fifty west, they're not doing east, right? They do two fifty west. 
Uh, so they will be doing the whole series. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'll be doing the West. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're going to do because Derek's going to be their 450 guy. So he's going to do the whole series. Okay. Um, I know I'm racing West, and then Preston Bosflug is going to race Futures and then East Coast. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, sounds like a good team, dude. Drake. Uh, wow. I mean, he had a lot of issues, bike stuff, even some crashes. That dude can ride a bike. Uh, there was some fast laps put in by him last summer. Um, fast laps all year long, really. Uh, Derek Drake's really talented. He's made that bike and that team look really good. Um, now, hasn't always finished everything, but uh, the potential is there anyways with Drake and that team and that bike. Yeah, no, he's crushing. He's actually looking really good on the bike right mm-hmm. now on Supercross. Um, he had never ridden a 450 on Supercross until – obviously earlier this off season. So mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's been building a lot and he's looking really good on it. So I'm excited for him. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. What kind of gear are you guys going to wear? Uh, we're actually going to wear fly gear. Oh, okay. Um, nice. So yeah, it's actually familiar for the team. So they'll be going back, back with fly. Again. Yeah. Nice. No, that's, that's, uh, that's good. Is Budman involved? Um, I'm not totally sure. Okay. Um, hey, so how do you feel? You feel good on the bike? You feel like, I mean, like I could make a Kickstarter joke, Max, but I'm not going to. I will not be making a Kickstarter <laughs> joke. But how do you feel on the bike? Like you mentioned it's stable. Uh, Twisted knows what they're doing with motors, you know, so Jamie's good there. Um, yeah, how do you feel coming in? I mean, we're, dude, we're three weeks out. Yeah, I mean, I, we're three weeks out. It's crunch time. I don't have that <laughs> much time on it right now. I just got back from Australia, it feels like. So uh, I do feel good, though. I, I got on it. You know, I gave myself some time to – to loosen up you know obviously the team was out there and you kind of feel a little bit pressure to 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 be ripping but, yeah yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> i went out at elsinore the first day and it was my first day at the new layout of elsinore first day on a suzuki mm-hmm. and uh i kind of gave myself a little bit to get going but i started riding pretty good um for me the what i'm still learning is those like there's different points of like where the motorcycle handles differently than my ktm so like how much weight i could put on the front tire and you know where the thing's gonna break loose like i was saying it's very stable Mm -hmm. and like the foot pegs it almost feels like uh like i noticed after the finish line there's a a three five three into the turn and then it's kind of a like a dry 90 onto an on off and like i feel like on my ktm i would land something like that and have to like hit the brakes and then like pivot and turn where on the Suzuki I land it and I stay standing and I just let the thing roll or like, like, and I kind of shortcut the turn almost like straighten it out. And it's super stable in situations like that. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's going to break traction and I can kind of just like carry like really good momentum on it. So I'm just learning, you know, how the bike's going to react to how and how to ride it efficiently yeah. really. So, yeah. um, I think I've gotten six days on it so far. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, nice. It's been good, though. Yeah, no, it's good. It's going to be interesting to see you out there uh, for sure. And, uh, again, it's a good team, Myron. They try hard. They're working hard. Uh, Twisted knows what they're doing. So, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think things can go well for you. Uh, the MDK World Supercross stuff, um, I, gotta, I, I, I didn't know that was a thing for you until I think I saw the results. I do follow you on social media, but I don't know. I, all of a sudden I'm like – Hey, Max Miller, MDK, how'd that come together, and what'd you think of it? Um, that came together pretty interestingly, actually. Uh, I was talking to a couple of the guys that were that are racing it, and you know, just about team stuff. And I wasn't really, uh, I wasn't really like looking to go do it necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, I hadn't really been approached or anything. But 
I was kind of focused on outdoors. And then uh, I just mentioned to Jamie Ellis, I said, hey, like, what's the deal with the MDK team? Like, who's on it? I know Derek Drake was on it the year before, so I was yep. familiar with them. And um, and Jamie pretty much came back to me and was like, yeah, like, you know, they're looking for a guy or whatever. And uh, he called me about it a few days later. This was at um, – this was actually – the day we raced your Pulp Max privateer race oh, okay. um, is when I talked to Jamie about it. And then when I got back to California that Sunday, he gave me a call and said, he's like, yeah, I talked to Steve Adalco mm-hmm. about it and he's and put in a good word for you. And he, it's pretty much yours if you want it. And so not long after that, I had a contract in front of me and uh, there was a few rounds that um, were overlapping with mm-hmm. outdoors, but, with the series change and different things like that, I actually only missed one outdoor. So it made for a, a really busy year for me, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I was, you know, obviously once I got the deal, I was super excited to go do it. And, uh, it was a great experience. Yeah. It's kind of cool for sure. And for you, like, it's just, it's great experience. Just keep racing. Um, you know, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's really good. So, Look, uh, the there was definitely some controversy with the series as far as the Abu Dhabi track, Abu Dhabi track. Um, you know some of the stuff that was going on. Uh, Australia looked great from the from the from the race that I saw, and uh, England. I got so so reviews from that. Uh, Adam Bailey, good dude, trying trying hard. What what do you make of the series? Like, uh, what do you make of it? The tracks and the formats, and you know the some of the things that were good and some of the things that were bad for it for you, Max. Um, I mean, I, I think the whole idea of everything is awesome. I love having competing series. Uh, I think competition drives our sport. Um, but I really like the, the travel stuff. It's cool to see different places in the world. Um, the racing itself, like you were talking about, Abu Dhabi was a little bit tight, um, small stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first round in Birmingham was, was pretty good. The track yep. was pretty solid. Um, that whole race was cool. They did change the format from the first round to the second round mm-hmm. because having the three back to back, they changed it to just two races back to back, and then a break. The four fifties would go, and then we'd do our final moto. Um, but I do like that for like it's kind of triple crown style. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really interesting. Uh, yeah, it was it was all good. I mean, Australia was super fun. That track I think was the best of the three. Yeah. Uh, it raced the best. The rhythms were pretty big. I mean, we all were doing pretty close to the same rhythms, but that track was more racy than the other ones. Um, I didn't know how I felt about a ramp finish line <laughs> at first, <laughs> but I actually loved it at the last round. It was like it was pretty sick. It was a big jump. You floated pretty high, and then you know I didn't really know it, but you can actually scrub a ramp, and it was pretty. It was actually a little hairy was after it? a yeah. couple times. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> It was pretty. It was fine, but like you know, when you're mid moto and you're pushing, yeah, and you scrub the ramp, you know, you have a lot of traction, but also you, you're, it's gonna give a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, I just like was so scared to clip like peg or a foot oh, off that dude. thing. Yeah, dude. yeah. No, I went to the opening round last year and I walked the track and I'm like, look at this ramp. I'm like, oh my god, you know, like, yeah, pretty, pretty gnarly. Um, yeah. Is there anything that the world guys do? And I know you, like you said, they adjusted the format. Um, guys were telling me their clutches were getting smoked with the old format because uh, you know it was no 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 real weight at all. But um, is there anything that you'd like to see in a, an AMA Supercross from the world guys? Like, what did you like? Uh, I mean, there were some things I liked. Obviously, having the same dudes or close to the same dudes each week was kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. 
you didn't have as much pressure on qualifying practice because you were in, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously, you'd never do that in the States because what makes AMA Supercross so intense and so rad is that there could be 80 dudes per class showing up. Yeah. Um, but so that was like, that was kind of neat. Um, and then they were very open about like feedback and everything. Like mm-hmm. they, they were, and you got personal with each guy. So that was, that stuff was cool. Like we even did a, um, like a, everybody was invited to this surf thing in Australia and like everybody was involved. That was kind of cool. Um, obviously that would be something that would be difficult for AMA to get to know every single rider. But, um, it was cool how they were like, okay, if there's anything with the track, if there's anything with this or that, mm-hmm. like, talk to us about it. These are the rules. How do we feel about this? You know, it, that that was really neat. Um, you know, they worked well. They tried hard to make it the best they could. Do, they could. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. I mean, I hope the series, like, keeps, keeps going strong, and I hope that it builds um, because the idea of it and the whole thing is, is pretty awesome, especially having – more international riders you know there were some dudes i lined up with that that i'd never raced before and uh that was pretty cool too Mm -hmm. did you make some money was it good financially for you yeah it was all right um i mean i didn't make a killing but also i didn't i didn't expect to you know absolutely crush the the dollar amount i was more so just stoked about the opportunity um but it was good it was good yeah uh Definitely worth going out there and doing it. Like I said, it made my year very busy, but uh, mm-hmm. with everything involved, and I think more so um, the things I learned from the experience uh, working with the MDK guys and doing things like that. Also, it was super interesting touching back on what maybe the AMA could do. Um, the way we shipped our bikes was really, really neat. Um, it was almost in like a, like how you'd ship equipment for a concert those big mm-hmm. like boxes yeah uh we'd put two bikes per box and each team had three boxes mm-hmm. so we had we had six bikes a team two spares and then you know obviously each rider had one yeah um and then you fit all your parts and and tires and everything you need in these box toolboxes everything so it was kind of you know you had to strategize how to pack it but i thought that was cool and then each pit setup was the same we just had like our banner set up. That part was was really neat. Yeah, yeah, it was it was done well. You know, MXGP guys do that as well, and yeah, it's kind of kind of cool how they do it. Um, it yeah, for you, I mean, you did the nationals, so you were, you know, the, like you said, one round conflicted. I think it was Red Bud. So you're you're jumping between motocross, uh, supercross. You're trying to stay active for that. You're trying to do all your travel stuff and everything. So yeah, for for somebody like yourself, I'm sure it got yeah it got hectic and you're trying to figure out. Which sponsors are which, and which products are which, right? All that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, uh, I enjoyed it all though. It was really cool to work with uh, mm-hmm. work with the MDK guys, and then also the whole world travel and everything was, yeah. was a whole lot of fun. Yeah, did you get a chance to go to that roller coaster in Abu Dhabi? Oh, I had to. I actually was. <laughs> my hotel was right by it, so okay. <laughs> uh, I would ride a bird scooter um, just from my hotel, and I met some of the guys at the mall yeah. that day, and we cruise around Ferrari world. And then, yeah, we had to jump on the, the world's fastest roller coaster. So that was pretty sweet to check out. I'm completely out on that. Just completely out. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No chance. I'm going on that thing. No way. Like if you get in the front, you have to wear goggles. That's how gnarly it is. <laughs> exactly. That's all I need to know to tell me that I'm out. So, 
Um, Max Miller here on the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast. Thanks to the folks at Max's Tires, by the way. They got a full range of tires now for dirt bikes, developed by Jeremy McGrath. Uh, Jace Kessler used it this past summer. A-Ray, of course, as well. Um, yeah, soft intermediate, intermediate to hard terrain tires, uh, front tires, all developed by Jeremy McGrath, who kind of knows what he's doing. Great mountain bike tires as well, Maxis.com. I want to thank the folks at Roost MX, of course. Uh, Pulp Nation is the code to save with Roost MX. they got a whole section on their website, Pulp Nation, uh, to, to do it and save with those guys. Canopies, uh, pitch shirts, uh, graphics, backgrounds, all that stuff. They'll do, they got e-bike wraps as well. Use the code Pulp Nation to save at RoostMX.net. Thank you to those guys. And, of course, Firepower as well. Firepower products. A lot of privateers using them. Go for Dunes Honda winning championships up in Canada with Firepower. Firepower parts, batteries, chains. They got oil now made by a leading OEM uh, brand. And they got chains made in Japan and Featherlight Lithium batteries, of course. So Firepower parts. Dot com. Go to your local dealer. Go check them out. They got a lot of hard parts, a lot of great stuff there. So, uh, Max, so last year you did 450 Nationals and and did all right with that. You did 250 Supercross West. We saw you in 450 Supercross a little bit. We saw you in the SMX series. Um, I get, This is maybe a little weird question, but, like, which do you like racing the best? Like, what size bike and what sort of genre do you like the best uh if you could just pick and choose everything obviously you're doing 250 west this year for bar x but like out of all the indoors and out and the sizes of the bikes what did you feel the most at home at uh that's a loaded question um (laughs) (laughs) you know it's tough for me i really like uh i really like the 250 west last year um i struggled a bit i had some unfortunate luck or you know just some some different things go down that that I uh, so I struggled quite a bit, uh-huh. and so the the thought process behind it was to, you know, keep racing and keep doing gate drops. So I just uh, I had a practice 450, and I threw it on the truck and went and raced the the East Coast Supercross stuff in the 450 class, uh-huh. um, just to get more racy. And uh, I think it helped me quite a bit. And then um, yeah, for outdoors, I was racing the first round of my 250, and I blew an engine and. Uh, had some difficulties with parts and whatnot, so I, like I said, I took that same practice 450 and threw it on the truck and decided to do 450s and outdoors, um, which was a good learning experience as well. I, uh, yeah, so I mean, to tell you my favorite, uh, it would be tough. I think um, I'm going with. Let's, I'll tell you my favorite for you watching you. I think 450 motocross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I. I <laughs> Yeah, it was. You look good. You had some really good motos. You look good. You know, you qualified. Had to go through the LCQ, I think, a couple times. I saw, but um, I don't know. You look good on it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I had some motos that were pretty good. I, uh, you know, I had one moto at Colorado. This one upset me quite a bit, actually. I I had a a sick start, and then uh, I just rode tight. I don't know if it just because I was so far up front, I got a little Mm -hmm. nervous or what went down. But um, so I ended up fading a little bit. But it was like a, it would have been a top ten moto if I would have just ridden like normal or just relaxed a bit. But, uh, yeah, I had some good motos here or there. Um, not, I mean, obviously it's tough to always do exactly what you want, but, uh, I expected a little bit more out of myself for okay. some of it, but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed doing outdoors in the 450 class. 450 is just, uh, it's a little bit easier on, on you for mm-hmm. parts and things like that. Uh, so yeah, so like that was cool, but I'm I'm really excited to get back in the 250 class and race West Coast, um, especially because I've just been doing so much racing and my base is built. Usually mm-hmm. this is a 
the time of year you're in your boot camp and you're getting back in shape but i've been doing so much that uh my base is strong right now i've been working with will hahn and uh and so i and i'm doing a lot of days on the bike right now per week lots of laps just getting used to this motorcycle so i don't even have a boot camp going on just because there's <laughs> been so much going on i've just pretty much the whole year i've been uh been building and yep and yeah so i've been doing a lot of laps so Right now, I'm most excited for what's coming up, obviously. Um, who knows what I'll do for outdoors, if I'll ride a 250, a 450, or what. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Right now, I'm really looking forward to West Coast Supercross. But, yeah, outdoors on the 450 was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. How did the SMX thing come about for you? Like, when did you find out you were doing it? So that was a little bit inconvenient. Um, <laughs> my mechanic at the time went and picked up my – motorcycle from iron man because we're you know we were looking at points and i had uh at millville i knew like if i did well enough i would be like from what guys said they weren't showing up and this and that i knew what would get me into the lcq yep and i was like battling for like 12th or 13th or something and uh i crashed in the rollers and crashed out mangled my bike so i at that point i was like all right i didn't score enough points Mm -hmm. we're probably out um, or maybe it was, at, it might've been after that. And then I knew it, Iron Man. we had driven my van out there or my mechanic drove it out mm-hmm. and picked up all my stuff off the semi and we were like, all right, probably missed it. So then they, you know, they were doing their calls and everything and what guys said they weren't and what guys said they were kind of hit a little switch up. So they called me and let me know that we could do it. So just after my mechanic had driven all the way to Iron Man and all the way back, he then drove all the way to the first round of SMX with my 450. Okay. And then I ended up staying out there. Um, and I rode at South of the border in a couple different spots and then drove to the next round in my van. And the, the semi went to, went to those two okay. anyway. Uh, but my van was already out there. So then, then we drove all the way back to, to LA. Okay. So, um, pretty much just, I was just close enough in points and, uh, one or two guys had bailed on it uh-huh. or been injured and whatnot, uh, more than I had done when, when I added up the stuff, yeah, the math on points and yeah, I got the call to go do it. Didn't turn out the way I wanted to. I, uh, was in a transfer spot in one of them, got together with another rider, went down. Oh, I think I, I remember that one. Yeah. That was, uh, was that Chicago? It was Chicago. Yeah. The, yeah. the second one. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. one sucked. I was bummed. Um, felt really good but Mm -hmm. and then the last round got kind of tangled in the first lap and then had a weird mishap going into the sand and fully just ejected myself uh (laughs) into the sand and at that point you know it's over so yeah yeah. um with all the efforts going into it i wish i would have done a little better but uh yeah it was cool it was cool experience but did did that did that pay okay considering your lcq money like how was that yeah it was all right um you know, obviously it was expensive to get the van all the way across the country, but uh, it was um, better than, than our normal Supercross stuff for LCQs and whatnot, yeah. so that was cool. Yeah, I understood that a little bit. It got a little better, right, for that way? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, what did you think of racing the Coliseum? Did you have an appreciation for that, the history and how cool it was? Yeah, that definitely was rad. Mm-hmm. Um, I never would have thought I would have got to race there, so that was really cool. Um, the track was pretty good. I didn't really. I didn't think the sand section was that sick. If I'm gonna be honest, um, <laughs> jumping, coming down in the dark and jumping into a split lane. No, <laughs> but uh, I do. 
I do miss the whoops in Supercross after racing those three races without them. Yep. It gave me an appreciation for whoops, even though, you know, every once in a while they bite you or mm-hmm. that's like, but it's the biggest variable we have on in Supercross. And that's probably where most of your passes either come from or like, that's how you set up your, your passes. That's where you gain and lose the most time. Um, so I, I really think that the whoops are a big deal. And, uh, and yeah. I was bummed when they weren't there. Yeah, that's funny. Funny to hear a kid say that. Hey, when you like, you know, um, you're not that much into your pro career, a few years, and you, you know, you you're racing 450 Supercross main events and and SMX races and all that. Um, I guess that doesn't really the SMX is the LCQ, so it doesn't really count for my question. But I want to ask you: Are you at times like, you know, in 450 Supercross or for the or even 450 Nationals, you're like, oh shit, like there's Tomac, there's Roxon, like there's you know, Sexton, like that kind of stuff? Like, does it kind of make you intimidate you, or do you have a moment to think, like, oh, this is pretty fucking cool? Um, what's it like racing, you know, uh, the big guys? Uh, you know, it's it's awesome. Uh, it's been something to get used to for sure, especially just lining up for my first pro race a few years ago. Um, guys that I was on, you know, the KTM Orange Brigade amateur team I'd be racing against, like, when they're on other teams, mm-hmm. or, you know, guys I've just looked up to for a long time, even on the same gate as me in the 250 class, it's uh, it's interesting to to you because you as a kid you put some of these guys on a pedestal and you idolize sure. them, yeah. Because um, obviously that's that's our goal is to get to where they're at. So um, that's been interesting to it's it's cool at times and then obviously other times it's not as cool when uh, when you get slammed by one of those big guys you <laughs> you idolize. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't happen too often. But it's uh something will told me recently which was cool was you know blank jerseys yeah so when you're out there racing you know it doesn't matter who you're racing don't let it affect how how you race somebody you know by who it is so uh it's been cool um it's also encouraging or motivating sometimes when you find yourself like racing or qualifying or something and you're either beating or catching or mm-hmm. you know you pass one of those guys that you like have always looked up to yep um it's pretty rad and it kind of you know it gives you a little little boost so uh yep. that's been something i've been um that's been part of the year for sure to look into that and then also uh you know finding finding and believing where you belong um and yeah so it's been pretty rad to to line up and bang bars with some of the big dogs um, do you do you notice or do you have to have a different? I guess do you have to have a different mentality, Max? Um, depending on what class you're racing, like you know WSX 450, everyone's in the race. You know we're all in this main event. Let's not break each other's tip and fib here. Let's just you know have a good clean race. And then there's 250 Supercross where you know yeah let's break everybody's tip and fib. You know and I don't care. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna take you out even though me taking you out will cause both of us to not jump the, the next section and then some dude that's right behind us will jump the next section and pass both of us and that's not that smart but that's the mentality in that class and then there's a 450 supercross motocross mentality that's a little bit like hey man these bikes are really big they're powerful uh you know i'm gonna take my time to get by you i'm gonna set you up i'm gonna try to outsmart you all of that like that's a different mentality in these classes. And do you find yourself seeing that mentality or, or tell me, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, you're, you nailed it for the most part all the way around, except for what was kind of funny is the world supercross is 
so gnarly because you're racing guys that are, you know, you're racing some of these European guys. No, that that's true. Yeah. yeah. Are going crazy. You know, maybe a little, <laughs> maybe a little cross jump action. You yeah. Know, a little, there's like, it's getting hairy. I, uh, I probably bang bars more oh, at okay. World Supercross than most of the year racing, uh, like AMA Supercross. You know, you have here or there, you'll bang bars in AMA, but uh, the the races were so tight in World mm-hmm. Supercross, and also they're so short. So they're like, it's very explosive, and you're sprinting, um, and we are just absolutely slamming so hard. I was actually talking to Robbie Wageman and Carson Brown, or Carson Mumford about it, mm-hmm. and it's just like, everyone's just going wide open and just like, okay. just teeing each other up. So the World Supercross was pretty intense for that stuff. But there is definitely a different demeanor when racing 450 Supercross versus the 250 class. You know, maybe it's a little bit with the age. You have some more mature racers yeah. that are racing the 450 class, and they know you know it's a paycheck, and they're you know it's their job. You're going there the next weekend, and um, you're definitely rubbing elbows and you're racing hard. But mm-hmm. I think it also um, it changes when you're racing what position you're racing for. Uh, so like in outdoors, if you're if you're back in 28th, sometimes those guys are going crazy. They're fighting tooth and nail. They're just going wild. Like you might get you might get slammed for 27th place, and you're not even scoring points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and you're you like, hey man, back a, back back it down. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, dude, there's literally you t-boned me for 28th place. Like it didn't benefit either of us. We still <laughs> didn't score a point that moto. Yeah. But uh, and then you know you, I've caught myself other times, in 10th place in an outdoor and you're racing you know some of the some of the other guys and it's uh it's almost like not as intense or whatever mm-hmm. i wouldn't say intense but like it's just different they, yeah. they you yeah. know they're not going to take it they're not going to take the risk yeah yeah it's a good point so, about the, the foreign guys too those foreign guys when it comes to the tighter tracks too, like the french supercross series and all that those guys know what they're doing on that stuff you know yeah, no, yeah. and they there's some of those guys will they'll freaking they're not scared to throw a wheel in there and and hit you on the swing arm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <right. laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, so you do notice a different mentality and the different idea behind how things are going to be done uh, when the gate drops. I guess, yeah, yeah, especially with 450 Supercross as well. You get like you know, you get into a main event or something like that. Um, the guys that are they're they're not going to go as crazy. They know they got time. Mm-hmm. You know they know you know they know there could be some fatigue setting in. They're not going to rush anything. They're not going to be crazy. They're not going to add as much risk mm-hmm. as you know. And also that could come with being on a on a motorcycle that's capable of doing all the obstacles a little bit easier. Yeah. Where you're on a 250, you might have to hang it out a little bit and hang off the side of the bike to seat mm-hmm. bounce into a rhythm just to get the obstacle you know down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. True. Right. So yeah, there's a. It's definitely there's a different demeanor uh, per class that you race. That's for sure. FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast with Max Miller, uh, Namira. I want to thank the folks at Namira. Uh, whether it's uh, uh, engine parts or whether for quads, for dirt bikes, for UTVs, whatever it is. For over 20 years, Namira has been pushing the limits of value and reliability in the world of engine components. And uh, please check them out uh, for engine valves, complete cylinders, and more. Namira.com. Thank you to those guys for coming on board. Big District 23 guys in Minnesota. So vintage bikes, new bikes, they got it all for you. Also, thank you to the folks at Seat Concepts. Uh, Pulpamex 23 at SeatConcepts.com. Uh, each uh, seat that Seat Concepts does incorporates a proprietary foam formulation 
that is designed to provide unmatched support and impact dampening to the rider. They got a wide variety of seat options from replacement covers to complete seats as well as height and width, different profiles for that. Thank you to uh, SeatConcepts.com, PulpMX23, and Zool's Bags. Let Zool's help pack your passion. Pulp23 is the code to save with Zool's. All the bags are overbuilt and underpriced, and they know. Uh, they got an extensive background in the luggage and moto industry, Zool's does. So they know all about uh, making bags and how to make them last and how to make them work and how to make them uh, practical. So Pulp23, the code to save with those guys. PulpMX23, the code to save with Seat Concepts and the mirror as well. Uh, Max, I'm a couple questions before we let you go here um what uh were you absolutely over buca de pepo absolutely over it with the rides unlimited team no dude i love it okay all right <laughs> I, uh, it was a sponsor yeah the the one of the people involved with the team works for them or something yeah so uh chad Soult's dad is huge in okay. Buka and it sounds feels like a thousand other restaurants okay uh, he is <laughs> He, yeah, he's definitely got it dialed in there. And, uh, yeah, Buka is super good. I love eating it. Um, and they would actually hook us up with, you know, there's a wide variety of food there. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd get I'd get a different option sometimes where it was a little, like, you know, grilled chicken, some veggies. Oh, okay. Things like that. All right. um, but, no, it's so good. I uh, It's one of the things, I mean. I might be sneaking over to the the Rocky Mountain truck for a plate here or there. You Dude. could you might be able to see me sneaking over. I might have to take off my Suzuki shirt and go incognito, but <laughs> Listen, I, uh, if 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 I'll I hear fired. if I hear a team has got Chipotle, I'm out. I'm just out. I, I just I'm over it. I'm over Chipotle. I'd probably be over Buca de Pepo, but maybe not. Maybe maybe I guess I wouldn't be. But yeah, you know? I don't know. That's just me, I guess. I mean, I think it's all about options. It's not like they're hitting us with one option. Okay. You could switch it. I mean, there could be six different options and there's, you know, you might double dip on the same thing. I mean, I eat, I eat quite a bit, especially on a day I'm, I'm, uh, after I get done racing, I I definitely come back from the last moto Mm -hmm. and when we're packing things up and I'm getting my gear off, I want to eat some more food a bit after the race. Uh, fair enough. So that, that part of it was nice. Um, having some, being able to carb load a little bit, refuel Uh, the body. Okay. All right. Uh, sounds fair. Uh, LCQ race. We got you in, uh, uh, you had a wild card, right? I gave you a wild card spot, I think. Or did you get in with points? Um, I think I got it. No, I got in with points. Yeah, you got in with barely. points. That's right. Sorry, you were going to get a wild card, but then you can't. Yeah, we had the Cartwright thing happen, I think. Yeah. No, I don't know. I can't remember. Anyways, uh, you didn't have a great gate pick from what I remember. What did you think of the race? Uh, I loved the race. That was hectic. Um, I was more focused on like the rhythms at first and some different things, and then when racing came about, you know, obviously we're racing for more money than usual. And yeah. it was kind of like some things like you'd go to set something up and where a normal race situation, uh, that person might follow you to set something up for like, you know, open a turn up a little bit, but for something like this, it was straight dart for your front wheel. You know, it was a sad, like you're talking about sabotage the whole rhythm section and get passed by another guy. It didn't matter. There was, there was some, it was wild bar banging going on. Um, it was yeah, it was a lot of fun. Good good racing. I think I got some different uh different bonuses from best save and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, it was it was getting hairy, but it was a good race. I didn't I didn't absolutely crush it, but I made out with a decent decent amount of money in my pocket and mm-hmm. uh yeah, I was grateful to be involved. Um Yeah, it was a it was a whole lot of fun. It was yeah, yeah like I said, it was hectic. Uh 
track got kind of gnarly because we had press and different things that day futures practice mm-hmm. um but yeah no i mean it was a blast to go race that what, uh what'd you make up for money i don't even remember do you remember what it was i don't remember what it was. i i can't remember exactly the okay. dollar amount after i added everything up i want to say like my position got me like 3800 bucks or something like that okay yeah, um, and then you got other but, prizes. Then, <laughs> or maybe that could have been my total. I'm not totally positive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was, yeah, I got I got best save, and I might have gotten best takeout. Best and, save was, uh, I think, Checkers from Race Tech. Uh, Chris from Race Tech told me he saw it. I didn't see it. He was just like, Max yeah. Miller's got to get best save. So I don't even know what, you did, <laughs> what happened. But I was like, okay, all right, yeah. good enough, because I didn't see anybody. So, yeah. And then I think I got... I got a little bonus from Cincerillo for ninth place. Oh yeah, that's right. And somebody else had a ninth place. When somebody did, one of the sponsors did six and ninth, so I got the ninth for that. <laughs> I remember and AC then, uh, said, "Hey, he's like, hey, what does Max Miller look like?" I'm like, "He's on track walk." I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't know. He just looks like a kid. Like, I, he just he's kind of tall. Like, I don't know what Max Miller looks like. Like. I don't know how to describe you what you look like. You know what I mean? And he was like, okay, I'll find him. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, that yeah. was good. That was cool that he that he did that. Um, yeah, no, that was awesome. It, it was it was really neat. And so are you the guy – you you were the one that went around the outside of Cartwright in Nashville? Yep. That's what I thought. Okay, so we still rag on Cartwright to this day, by the way, about this. <laughs> like, dude, you must have been like, ah, oh, sweet, thanks, man. <laughs> well, it was funny because, like, the lap before or something like that, like, he had... He tried it he'd, again, right? Well, yeah, he, yeah. like, we'd been battling a bit, and he actually came and passed me, and then, like, I was, like, obviously sending it. I realized mm-hmm. I was, like, that was for the transfer spot. So I'm getting after it, and he had a little bit of a gap on me, really, like, before that, and he was just... He just overthought it a little bit instead <laughs> of just racing his motorcycle, and uh, and so... I hammered the whoop so hard and I bonsai the last turn and like he thought I was and he could hear me and he thought I was going to go like try to run up the inside of him. Yeah. And then so I just like where I came out at, I darted left to like open up the turn and his idea behind it was to slow down enough that like I couldn't cut under him. Yeah. And so (laughs) once I saw him checking up, I just grabbed a handful and then rode the top of the berm and I'd just gotten just enough in front of him that like. He just was like, if he hit me, he was just going to hit me too far back. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, it just, but, it barely worked out for me because he still almost like it came down like to the wire. Cause when we did yeah. the on off, I was in like too high of a gear or something. Okay. I barely squeaked by. Um, he, but yeah, no, the, I was pumped. I get what he was doing, but yeah, he was doing it at three miles an hour. So like, if you're going to yeah. do, it's just great. Yeah, it was great. But you're right. His comeback was, uh, you know, after he made fun of him and after he made fun of himself, he was like, you know, I still almost got it. Like, I'm, you know, even with that doing that. And he, you're right. It was close. It was closer than what yeah, we thought. No, it, it came down. Like I watched right. the replay a, a handful of times and like, I kind of hit the, the on off or whatever that obstacle was a little bit slow. Cause yeah. I think I was in a high gear, or, like uh-huh. got all weird off the double. And then like <laughs> we both, and I went long on the finish even. And like, I like was looking at him, like trying to gauge like if I had beat him or not. And obviously, I'm looking at the board, and I see that I got him. I was pumped, and yeah. he ended up still making the main that night. Yeah. So he made it through the LCQ. But even like, not only you guys were giving him a hard time about it, but like we're down in staging, getting ready for the main, uh-huh. and like, you know, every every one of the guys that's like kind of in that group of battling for transfer spots. Mm-hmm. 
was just hounding him about it. Dude, what were you doing, bro? Yeah, they were like, "Happy birthday, Miller! He gave you a gift." Yeah, you know, it was funny. Yeah, dude, it was it was good. I I remember thinking like, you must. I remember watching it, being like, Miller must be like, what What are you doing? Thanks though, thank you. Uh, yeah, it was an all time all time classic for sure. Hey, are you? Um, you mentioned you're in Southern California. Are your parents back back up uh, Pacific Northwest, or are they down there with you? Uh, so they they stay home in the in the Northwest. My okay. dad actually just came down um, this week. He uh, he doesn't spend a lot of time here, but he wanted to come down. Um, we actually just recently uh, Intense was doing this sweet deal on on some e bikes, and I'd been wanting to get one for a long time, and uh, so he had gotten one as well. And he wanted to come get out of the rain. He'd been working back home quite a bit, so yep. he uh, he drove my van down here for me. Um, it was back up home and uh yeah so he came down he's here for the week he got to see me ride the new bike um he did some riding himself uh he was doing outdoors uh with us in the rocky mountain rig he would stay and do the amateur days oh really oh i didn't know that so Ah, so he's like yeah he's he's into it he's a racer oh he's a racer all right he he gets after it he um he did the year before we actually were messing with him quite a bit because he raced every race well after like the third round he'd won his class so we we had red background graphics for him <laughs> acting like it was a series nice, nice. Um, so yeah he was the points leader but uh well, this year he gave up the championship he hated uh, at millville and uh, did a collarbone and some ribs and so first day back on the bike at paula yesterday um he burnt some laps yeah Oh, but, nice. So what, is, some, what does he ride? Like 50, 50 plus or 60? Yeah. 50 plus? Yeah, 50 yeah. plus. Yeah. Nice. Well, look at look yeah. at that. Um, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. And I mean, like, yeah, so. these national tracks are great. So that's a pr- pretty neat deal for him probably to be like, awesome. I get to ride the national tracks, you know? No, he loves it. Um, he was He's so jazzed to go do that. And, you know, it definitely it changed up our program a bit because – we'd be packing stuff up and we'd have to, we'd have to leave his bike to be the first one out and the last one in. And, and it made it a little bit more of a puzzle with the team, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was pretty cool to have him do all that. And he loved to see all the tracks and ride all the different places. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he hadn't ridden since Millville. And, um, so, Paula, so yeah, he rode the he was, other day. He was rusty from, from August to December. Yeah. 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 And so then we did some e-biking as well. And he's, he's really stoked with that e-bike sick. He's actually upset that I have one now though, cause he yeah. had an e-bike before and he'd go on rides with some of us where we'd be on just standard yeah, yeah. mountain bikes and he'd ride the e-bike with us. But, uh, yeah, no, he's stoked. Uh, so he's down here for a few days, soaking up the sunshine and then oh, he's going to take off, take off this weekend. So he'll get to see me ride a couple more times and, uh, did he get the Did he get the new aluminum taser or the older carbon one? Um, I think the older carbon. Okay, one. yeah. Intense was running like a thousand dollars off or something for a while. So, um, yeah, no, they got some crazy deals going on. Um, those bikes are so awesome. I uh, I'm so stoked with it. I rode his Specialized Levo quite a bit. Um, you know, throughout the last couple of years, and then I got my my Specialized. And I rode it the other day, and dude, the thing is—it handles so good going down the hills, and it's like you know they're pretty heavy, so I like it better than a standard mountain bike because a standard mountain bike, I always feel like I, I pull a little too hard or something. Where this e-bike's got a little weight behind it, you can kind of ride it more so like a dirt bike. Um, the extra weight I think helps through the rock gardens and stuff too, so you could just rip these things. Yeah, I have a few of them, and I take guys out, and they're like, yeah, like they love them down the hills. And I have a primer, 
I rarely ride it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it just bounces off the rocks everywhere. You know, like the extra weight of the e-bike is, is really nice that coming down the hill. And I think if you have a moto background, it's also really good, you know, because you're kind of used to it a little bit. So Yeah, you could. it feels like you put a little bit more weight into the, like, you know, when you're hitting a berm or you're coming down through the rocks, it's, like, a lot a lot more stable. And uh, Yeah. Because I have – I also have the Intense Sniper, like the standard mountain yep. bike, which yep. is incredible. Like, I love that bike. It's super light. It's great for climbing and everything super fun to jump and stuff but mm-hmm. i still think i'd take if i'm gonna go bomb some hills i think i'm gonna take my e-bike um it's got dvo suspension on it which is really nice and mm-hmm. uh yeah no i it's so much fun it's got that extra weight you can you could actually like you think e-bikes are heavy and you wouldn't really want to jump them you can send this thing like big jumps yeah yeah it uh yeah no you're, you're right about that hey so let me yeah so your dad's back home working and you're in california like, you know, there's a little bit of a danger there to be a young guy with, um, you know, some money and a professional athlete and time on your hands. And, and so how does it, how do you keep straight? How do you make sure you don't fall into some bad habits and bad temptations and all of that? I mean, you know, it's, it's happened to a lot of kids before, so. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, being, you know, racing motorcycles, you've had a lot, I've had a lot of freedom my whole life, mm-hmm. you know, traveling and doing all these things, but, uh. It, I mean, I think it all falls into in what your goals are and what what you hold value to. Um, one thing, like I I've, I've been educating myself more and more on uh, nutrition and different things to to better myself with health and things like that. Um, and I never like you know last few years been grinding pretty hard, and I never really realized how important. Obviously, you know, sleeping is important, mm-hmm. but the quality of sleep and, and just the habits you have. I, uh, I wear the, it's called the whoop. Yeah. Um, yeah I've heard of that. RA monitor. Uh, and it tracks all my sleep and different things. And you, you journal like what you've done and different activities that, um, affect sleep and things like that. So I'm actually a little bit of a nerd when it comes to things like that, just in being important to go to sleep, yeah. um, on time and, you know, have great recovery and whatnot. Uh, so I mean, you yeah. could yeah, you could get off track, but also like, I put everything I have into into racing my dirt bike. You know, there's not mm-hmm. not a lot of things I'm gonna I'm gonna go do that are not gonna benefit me. Like I get a lot of um, a lot of crap from Yoder. He lives just two miles up the street, mm-hmm. and uh, Hunter's dad always wants to go surfing and whatnot. And yeah, <laughs> when it's like boot camp and stuff, and I've been grinding all week and it's he wants to wake up early on sunday morning and that's like my only day off and i'm like dude i i can't go do that like i'm gonna be still tired on monday like yeah so he would always hound me about stuff like that but um no you could definitely there's definitely opportunity to be to you know mess up and go be an idiot but right well yeah listen if if, if there's if you want to do something dumb uh just call will and be like hey should i do this you know (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah no i mean I keep it I keep it real with Will too. Like if I want to go do something, or I'm like, yeah, like you know, we're thinking about, you know, I want to go to the beach or I want to go, you know, whatever. Like one of my buddies wants me to go to. There's NFR this weekend, and Vegas is you know four yeah. hours from me. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people going to NFR, and that would be so much fun to go witness that and and watch the rodeos and stuff. But you also know that like, and I you know I could go there and I could keep it straight and narrow, but like if I go to NFR. I'm going to be all like, you know, all excited and everything. And it's not like I'm going to go to bed at eight thirty, nine o'clock. If I'm in Vegas, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to go cruise yeah. around. No, you're going to yeah. go check everything out. Like, 
So I, I had to opt out on that deal. And okay, uh, well, good, good to hear this. Home. Yeah, good to hear this. I mean, I know your dad's probably going to listen, so you're, you could be, you could be lying through your teeth. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I want to go. Don't get me wrong, but also, you know, we have what three weeks till Anaheim one. Yeah, I can't be tired on Monday when I'm getting on the bike. You know. Yeah. So yeah okay. All right. There's things that are more important. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, keep that up. Um, you know. Yeah. You can lots of time for playing later on. Uh, after you have your career and everything else. So, uh, thanks, man. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, I don't really know you that well, but you found me, you know, sometime to ask me about the LCQ race, and uh, you were, yeah, real professional about it, really nice. Um, you know, I like that. Uh, and I watched you, you know, throughout the year, picked you in fantasy a few times. You really helped me a lot in that uh, at times. At times, probably you didn't, but. Um, but yeah, so I appreciate uh, you know you coming on the show. You've got a lot of talent. You can see you can you know how to ride a dirt bike. So I'm excited to watch you and the Bar X guys, uh, and hopefully you can help them out and do well yourself. So thanks for the time today, Max. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I'm stoked to be on the show. Uh, my dad and I, growing up, would listen to your shows when, when traveling across the country in the in the van or in the RV. So uh, yeah, it's cool to finally be on the show myself. Cool. Thanks, Max. Appreciate it. We'll see you at A1. All right, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Have a good one.